this is a really short episode and we're talking about food i find it interesting that it's somewhat hard to find food stories even though food is like tied into our lives every day every day every moment we're always thinking about food yes we are actually (laughs) (laughs) anyway here are some voice notes that we got Mike and I used to have this thing where we would have cold leftovers for breakfast. Didn't really start out as a thing per se. I mean, we would spend the night together and maybe buy food and not finish it. And then, even though we woke up in the morning with plans to have like proper breakfasts, we'd just spend the entire time chatting and munching on cold leftovers. And then it just became our thing to have cold pizza, cold suya, something in the mornings. A food story prompted me to move out of my parents' home. My family is Igbo, right? But my parents have lived elsewhere long enough to not have an Igbo accent. This day we're at the table and mother says, Daddy, plantain unko? Now my dad replies, Oh no, I don't want plantain. But you can give me plan 11. And they have a laugh about that. And so I move out of their home into their BQ. The first time I had a roti, I thought it was close to shawarma, so I was going to eat it the way you eat the shawarma. And so my friends, my friends from here were like, "No, you have to, you have to get in. You have to put your hands in, and you don't eat it like that. Don't disgrace us." And I just realized while I was eating it that this is how things in life should be because. Most things in life are best enjoyed when you dive in, when you put your heart into it, when you fully immerse yourself in it. Um, with regards to food, I think the I think the connection I have with food is the one between me, my mother and I, because whenever, like, because of my busy schedule at work, I tend not to eat sometimes, and then she gets so upset that I don't I like she cooks food and she didn't make she, and I didn't eat it and then and then she fights starts to fight with me and then like later on down the week she now come back like she have she have eaten sha like to say that ah, there's food though so but I you have to eat so so as to avoid problem I just try and eat so that's I think that's one of the connections me and my mother have with regards to food because if she doesn't feed you then there's a problem. I'm going to talk about how Amara saved my life. Please tell. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so I was ill for the longest time when I was a couple of years ago. And I went to the doctors so many times and they just didn't find what was wrong with me. And my mom said, oh, there's this nice Amala joint like close to the hospital. Let's just have something to eat. And I ate it and I became well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that meal was the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. Really, not the fried rice I make for you? (laughs) (laughs) No. That was the best meal I've ever had in my life and till today Amala had like my whole heart.
was one evening when my best friend and I and we're having one of those long, nice, deep conversations with good vibes. And we ordered in Indian pilau rice, bashwari naan, and chicken tikka masala. And I remember just having the best eating experience ever. Like, it's been two years now, but every time I feel frustrated, sad, and lonely, I still have this urge to recreate that Indian food experience. <laughs> just because I still remember how much comfort and joy it gave me that night. In the new year, I've become really conscious about how I spend money and one of my biggest expenses is food. So I've been obsessed with how I cut the cost down. It means making it uh, myself, which was, it got really interesting, but I finally figured out a recipe, a quick one, avocado, egg, tomato sandwich that cost me about 600 naira to make with leftovers. And uh, the sandwich is equivalent of what you will find at a you know, popular deli for about two, five, if not more. I was pretty pleased with myself. We spent time together. I used to tease him about um, buying 20p uh, spaghetti from Asda, and he would say, Look, we go to a restaurant and they call something La Flajo and they charge you 79 pounds, but we're spending 20p, and all the other ingredients cost under like five pounds, and we're having a good time. And I think that that's love. I was in a hostel in secondary school in Abeokuta, and on Sundays we were served bean cakes and a small cup of pap but i hated bean cakes so there was the only protein and i found a random guy to trade my three bean cakes with his cup of pap he jumped at the deal and i was quite surprised but i thought i'd ripped him off and he thought he'd ripped me off and that sort of shaped my philosophy on on deal making you know in life that the best deals are those deals that both parties think they've ripped each other off. I want to tell you about the time I walked to the snow to eat what for for instead I'll tell you about the chicken bake I used to eat to reward myself. Every little thing that I thought was a triumph, I would walk all the way to Greg's, buy this chicken bake, and it was just so special, like, you know, the crisp pastry around it, and then biting it into that mushy, hot warmth on the inside. I loved it so much, and it just, like, I had to eat it alone. Nobody else, just me, like, walking down the streets. I didn't care that was on the road and it was just was a special ritual for me. Greg's chicken bake. One time in JS1, I made breakfast for myself. I, I just wanted to make bread and eggs. And somehow I poured way more time than I should have in the egg. But instead of tossing it out, I decided to fry it like that anyway. So it's mostly time and a bit of egg. And I end up in the sick bay when I get to school. It was it was terrible. <laughs> it really was. In 2013 or 2014, I went to Senegal where I had some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. One of which was Mafi peanut sauce made by the third wife of the guide who had been taking us around Senegal and Gambia during that time. 
that dish was just so simple but yet so tasty and it's something that I've constantly been trying to recreate but I just can't like no matter how I make peanut sauce it just never comes out looking and tasting like that worst of all I asked her for the recipe so I'm the type of person that always is always craving one random food or the other like all the time so this morning like a month ago or so i woke up and i was craving pancakes i'm like oh i'm going to make pancakes made such a fuss about it told everyone in the house went to the kitchen gathered everything together you know tried to make like the most perfect pancakes ever and i did like they looked so awesome you know so i put them in my mouth put took a bite and i realized that i had used large spoons of salt instead of sugar food memory i have that stands out i made rice with this side dish of just random things I could find in the house. Corned beef, onions, sardine, I, I can't remember what else I threw in, but spices. I like to think I'm the queen. And then I washed cabbage and then I rolled, well, what I did was took a little rice, took a little side dish, rolled it in the cabbage and ate. And then I just realized that somehow my many, many weeks of watching Korean dramas just kind of showed up in me randomly cooking semi-korean food it was, it was just so weird well I, I thought it was really cool i've had so many food experiences and as a chef i think it's it's quite hard to just pinpoint and just say one but one interesting one was my dear friend toby he was flying out the next day and we had a meeting the day before in the heat of brush hour traffic he came all the way to agungi in lekki and because i was going to make spaghetti carbonara toby spent the night and he had to drive all the way back to the mainland very very the wee hours of the morning just to get to work in time i think that's that's for me it's, it's quite remarkable i'm like wow man food can make someone go through this but you know